0: Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned.
1: Listen to their screams.
0: Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting... With friends, I am one of your friends, Dave. We're joined as always by our other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you?
1: Not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. I think I say it often, but I'm hungry.
0: Yeah, me too. But uh, you know, <laughs> I think my life is uh, in a perpetual state of sleep or hunger. So same. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Uh, we we are uh, we can always keep plugging away, knowing dinner awaits after this is over. That is so. true. Motivation to to just buzz through and get it done. I'm just joking. Uh, But thank you for joining us. uh, However you do, make sure you subscribe to us. uh, Give us a rating and review. Uh, Before we dive into things, we like to send out a thank you to our wives, Monica and Kayla. They will be on very, very soon for another installment of Wives Rebuttal. Uh, That will be here before you know it, and uh, I guess good times will ensue for all. (laughs) But uh, On today's episode, we are reviewing the movie Founders Day. Which is out in theaters now, but before we get there, we have several things to discuss and talk about. But before we dive into everything, I, did you watch anything this week?
1: I did actually. I did. I watched Hell. a few things.
0: All right.
1: Um, so obviously I'm still doing my, my watch of the show, the originals. Um, and I am keeping up to date on, um, some gameplay of that new horror game, the Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2. But I also, uh, cut out some time to watch a few horror movies and, uh, it was not intentional, but all of them happened to be on Hulu. So oh, yeah. uh, shout out, shout out to Hulu. <laughs> um, so the first one is from 2019. It's called Haunt. Um, mm-hmm. basically, um, a group of teens find a, or I think teens, young adults, whatever. Uh, they, they locate a kind of weird haunted house, it's very secluded. They just saw some posters for it um, and some sketchy stuff ensues, and it, uh, it's a, it's a very intriguing, uh, dynamic with the, the concept of a, of a horror haunted house, where maybe you don't make it out alive, um, so yeah, it, it's really good, it's on Hulu, um, relatively new, uh, it's, it's pretty violent, I'll say, uh, I wasn't expecting some of the gore that it had, but uh, it was, it was pretty solid, um, let's see, uh, I watched, I checked out Zombie Town, which was the Arl Stein movie from last year. Oh, yeah. Um, not gonna cap with you guys. It was very slow. I didn't even finish it. Um, oh. so I, I went into it with high. I went into it with a positive mindset. I was like, you know, it was probably just gonna be some, you know, something cheeky, but it was just way too slow. It didn't really make much sense. Um, so I, I cut out a little early. Maybe I'll try it again when I have a longer attention span. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the other movie that I watched that honestly, I, it was really good. I, I, I think it would make it in within my top 10 for last year. Um, the movie, It Lives Inside. So we talked about this movie and I'm pretty sure, uh, well, we, we weren't going to review it, but I remember I was going to go see it in theaters, but. Uh, something happened and I ended up not being able to go watch it in theaters. I, I honestly, I can't remember. It was sometime last year or so. Um, uh, but it's, it was on Hulu, so I gave it a check and honestly, it was really good. Um, it was definitely a different take on the kind of concept of a possession movie. Um, and the end is a little, little twisted. Um, it, it's, it's interesting on how they decided to end it and, you know, um, I, I think it opens it up for a sequel. So, uh, but yeah, it was really good. It, it lives inside is solid. It's on Hulu too.
0: Interesting. I don't remember that movie.
1: Yeah, it was the one where it was um it was a we kinda talked about it, but it was supposed to be like a haunting movie, like a possession type movie, but it was not uh Judeo Christian haunting. It was um like from from the Hindu culture. I don't know if that Oh was yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember that now. Yeah, because we—I remember we talked about it. Because and we—I I brought up the point that a lot of times when you watch a haunting movie or a possession movie, it's heavily Christian-based. It's always demons and stuff like that. So this one kind of takes it a little bit of a different twist. To it's not necessarily like a Christian demon. It, it's specifically a Hindu demon uh, or uh, some kind of entity that they they talk about in the movie. It's really good.
0: I hmm. may have to give that a watch.
1: Yeah, I recommend um, it. <laughs>
0: Especially since I didn't watch anything else this week. I was, uh, I was too busy and too sick. So yeah, (laughs) nothing was watched that I can recall at least. So, uh, boo on all that. So I have nothing to contribute.
1: He's like, I saw nothing but the ceiling while sleeping. (laughs) Um,
0: Pretty much. Yes. (laughs) It was, it was not a good week, but, uh, I'm, I'm on the upswing of the coaster. So. There's that to be said, but, uh. So, uh. Yeah, so hopefully I'll get to watch a, li- a bit before, uh, next week. I was trying to think if there was anything, anything, but it, there, there wasn't. I, I don't leave nothing. So. Nada. Not, Not a thing. So we'll silk. move on. <laughs> so, uh, we'll move on then to our weekly segment. Stomp the co host. And this week. We are going to do our first installment for 2024 of Stump the Co-Host. This is the first round where Ike will try to defend his crown from last year as he held on my uh, my late year run to try to, uh, try to come back, but I just couldn't quite do it. So Ike was the 2023 uh, trivia champion for the show, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if he can defend his crown <laughs> or if... Uh, uh, and i I gotta get off to a better start i just can't I can't keep playing from behind, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens today so Ike, are you ready to play? I think so for the listeners at home, Ike and I have identical horror trivia uh decks, and uh each each card has two questions on it, so we each choose two cards that has four questions in total. We alternate asking each other these questions, and whoever has the most right after. The uh, eight total questions between the two of us uh, wins this round. Um, if we have a tie, then we we just leave it at a draw. Because uh, if we if we don't, the entire episode can be spent just hoping one of us gets something right. So, <laughs> all right, Ike, since you're the defending champ, I'm going to make you go first. Sounds good. And your first question is: What 2012 film stars Ethan Hawke as a true crime writer and featured a demon named? Bagul. Bagul,
1: that would be Sinister.
0: That would be Sinister. Man, good one. I could have got that one.
1: <laughs> Damn. Alright, bring it on. Uh, you, you got this one, you ready? Where, where do the survivors in Dawn of the Dead take refuge? Uh, in the shopping mall? That is correct. It, it specifies it's the Monroeville Mall But I mean, it's a mall. I mean, who, who knows the name of the mall? It's a shopping mall.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I get a question like that. I always have to pause. I'm like, man, is this a trick? Am I, am I, am I not remembering something? You know, is it? All right. Your second question. What 2016 film centers around father and son coroners investigating the death of an unidentified, beautiful female corpse?
1: That would be the autopsy of Jane Doe.
0: It would be
1: indeed. So that's another good one.
0: <laughs> I have not seen that movie yet, so see,
1: I wouldn't have got that one. So,
0: all right, now bring on my second one.
1: You got this one too. Don't worry. The this 1993 horror comedy starring a young Jennifer Aniston involves an annoyingly vengeful <laughs> creature who believes a family has stolen his potted gold.
0: Well, I would believe this would be Leprechaun. It sure would be. That's a good movie. That is a good one. All right. We're on a roll. Nobody's missed anything yet. <laughs> Your third question What 2005 movie contains elements of both the supernatural and a courtroom drama?
1: What the hell? Um, oh, no, it's, um, oh, it's, uh, uh, the, it, oh my God. I know this one. I literally, the, it's like the exorcism of Emily Rose. That is correct. There you go. Woo.
0: Boy, this is a barn burner.
1: <laughs> for those who aren't from the Midwest, that means like a stalemate. <laughs> <laughs> I I realize barn burner is kind of a southern thing, maybe. I don't know. No. Alright. You ready for your question? I am. Alright. I think you got this one too. Who was the host in the Tales from the Crypt TV series?
0: Well, that was the Crypt Keeper. It sure was. Woo-hoo! Alright, so it comes down to the last questions. Oh. And here is yours. What 2008 French horror movie involved the flaying of the main character in order to allow her to reach a state of transcendence?
1: Yikes. Uh, yeah. So that sounds intense. Um, is I'm that re- uh, is that Martyrs? Ha, it is. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: oh I've no. I've not seen it. I've heard it. though. I've heard of it.
0: Pressure is all on me to pull out the draw here.
1: Uh, Okay, here we go. I'm ready. All right. Based on a book written by Jay Anson, what 2005 Supernatural remake stars Ryan Reynolds and Melissa George?
0: Fuck. Based on a book. Damn, I should know this.
1: I I would focus more on the Ryan Reynolds.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I am, but for some reason I'm shooting a blank of what movie, even though I should know this. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, why are you doing me wrong? <laughs> Damn it. I am, it is like right there. It is like right there, but I just, for some reason, I cannot think of it. Shit. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to kick myself, but I, I do not know.
1: It is the Amityville horror. Yes. Oh, I do. <laughs>
0: See, I knew I knew that, <laughs> but for some reason, I just could not damn, damn, damn damn, double damn, well, crud, so there you have it, right hey. off the bat, at least I put up a good showing, I guess, but uh, uh right uh, off as the you bat.
1: said, about a barn
0: burner, <laughs> yeah, right off the bat, Ike then takes a one o lead for twenty twenty four so bully on you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Damn, well,
1: it was close I, was, uh, I, mean, I guess yeah, it's that's like it's like in a wrestling match when that you kick out of like three of my finishers i mean like <laughs> oops, yeah you you know <laughs> you
0: you can you you could try to be all positive and say it's close to whatever because you won, but it's just on my end, it's just like I, whatever, I just got beat, it doesn't matter how close it's that's a that's loss fair. is a loss.
1: In the famous words of Ricky Bobby, "If you ain't first, you're last."
0: That's true. <laughs> oh well. So we'll take a pause here so that I can uh, that I can cry a little bit. And uh, when we come back, we will have all of our news, birthdays, and anniversaries. So stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com, Screams Shirts. Spread the news.
1: Spreading the news. Spreading the news. And we are back with the news. All right. We have Night Swim coming to own and rent on Video On Demand. Um, you know, Night Swim was was all right. Uh, we reviewed it not too long ago. It, it was an okay-ish movie. So, you know, it was there. It's a thing. So if you haven't watched it yet in theaters, check it out on Video On Demand.
0: Mm-hmm. We reviewed this, what, a couple couple episodes ago?
1: Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was like two weeks ago, two episodes ago. So it wasn't the last episode. think it was the episode before last, I think. But, yep. uh, anywho, moving on to more important matters, Um, uh, there is more public domain fairy tale horror coming soon. Alice in Horrorland will be released on DVD on February 13th. The team that brought us Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, in the upcoming sequel, we'll also be producing Bambi the Reckoning and Pinocchio Unstrung. Both are rumored to be out late 2024. So obviously this is super exciting. Um, you know, we both really like the mean one. Uh, you know, we honestly, I want to try and watch Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey before our next episode. Um, cause so I feel like we constantly reference it, but neither of us have seen it. Um, oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it's fun. It's, I mean, it's not, it is not a great movie. Let's don't, let's don't mistake it, but you're not right. expecting it, but it, it is a fun movie. And, uh, I, I don't know why I'm just enamored with all these, these little fairy tale or because they're just cheesy fun. They are. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've got these, we've got the Mickey Mouse stuff coming up. It's just, I'm sure there'll be more. And, uh, man, I'm all about it. It's just, you know, it is, it's just fun. And, and I'm all, you know, I'm, I, I am all about having some fun and, uh, you know, I no no disrespect meant to, to Disney and their movies. I, I I love Disney movies and uh, you know, many of them are are absolute masterpieces and works of art, but you know I you know, if Pinocchio is gonna get you know, get jiggy with it and kill some people, hey I'm I'm all for that too. So <laughs> get jiggy with things and kill some people. I like it. People need to understand that most of these stories preceded Disney. So they people all the time when it, the Bitch and moan. It's us. Disney, you ruined it. Ah, come on. These stories were pre Disney and many of them were much darker than Disney polishing them up. So we're, we're not the, a lot of these people are just returning more to the roots than what Disney did.
1: Very true. That's very true. That's- I
0: mean, and Grim Fairy, you know, the fairy tales and whatever else, you know, Cinderella, they, they cut off her foot to try to put it in the gas, glass
1: slipper. Yeah, you know, I I do the same thing. Sometimes my feet yeah. just don't fit in my shoes. Cut off, cut my toes. It works. Can't go,
0: can't go out barefoot. <laughs> that's true.
1: That's true. But uh there you go. Keep you gotta, an eye out. <laughs> you got to
0: carry Von Erick. Oh, that's
1: right. Oh,
0: it's a joke for some people out there looking up, guys.
1: Too soon. Too soon. Claw just came out. Come on. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say, What do you mean too soon? He lost his foot like 30 years ago.
1: <laughs> that, is, that is also true. That is also true. Oh, I don't
0: know. I mean, 40 years ago.
1: Yeah, I guess in the 80s. So, yeah, shit, 40 years ago. <laughs> Damn. God bless. Oh, man. The wheels of time do not stop spinning. Anywho, moving on. A new Jurassic World movie is coming in the future, and it is reported that David Cope, Cope, yeah, who wrote the screenplay adaptation for the original Jurassic Park, is writing it. The movie is rumored to have a 2025 release date. Um, I love the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movies um i'm kind of tired of seeing chris pratt in them, though so oh, yeah. <laughs> if we can cast any other like white dude other than chris pratt in this what, next movie I, i'd be cool with that um but here's what i'll say i i do like the jurassic world storytelling um sort of the you know the concept of well there's this island and it's still there you know and the, they traffic the animals back and then the animals start to proliferate that's honestly that's a great i like that concept Um, so I'm very curious, you know, where they'll take this next, uh, Jurassic World movie.
0: Yeah. Um, I love the Jurassic, all the Jurassic movies and, um, I mean, different, you know, varying degrees, you know, but the, the absolute, the first one is just an absolute perfect movie. I, uh, Jurassic Park. I, I don't, I can't even tell you how many times I saw it in the theater. Um, I, I worked in a department store right next door to a theater. The summer it was out, and I would literally, I would work all day, get off and go over and watch it. And I did that for I, I probably three weeks every day. And uh love that movie. Um uh, so that you know, if the guy that adapted and, and wrote those the early movies is coming back on board, I'm I'm excited. Um but you know, I'm always I'm always down for for whatever. Even even the, the worst of the Jurassic movies are still fun to
1: me. Absolutely. I love I love dinosaur movies, those are great. Mm-hmm. Should need more of them. <laughs> Alright. So that pretty much does it for news. Moving on to some upcoming birthdays. Starting us off strong, we have January 25th, 1963, Dan Mancini, the creator and writer for the Child's Play series. Uh, We would not have our favorite sadistic serial killer doll without Don here, so a big old happy birthday to him.
0: Yeah, I mean, Don literally had a hand in writing all the original Child's Play movies. Uh, Some of them he wrote with other people or whatever else, but uh, he you know he has writing credits for all of them so good bad or indifferent he he was there <laughs> so uh you know he is he is the guy that uh you know came up with this concept and uh you know a lot of it has to you know do with you know different uh twilight zones and different episodes of this and that and then you know he says that you know the cabbage patch kid craze kind of inspired him to think of oh what if these dolls were were killers and things and you know and he, so he kind of he birthed the whole thing and uh, so no matter what you like or dislike of the the franchise, there there literally wouldn't be a Chucky without a good old Don.
1: Yeah, and, and even if you dislike, and here's something too: even if you dislike, uh, you know, a horror movie, or if you dislike Child's Play, you you cannot you cannot debate or what's the word I'm looking for? You cannot deny that's what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. cannot deny the impact Child's Play and Chucky have had on the horror genre. I mean. It's insane. I mean, you, you think back to like this is the original sort of like doll flick. You know what I mean? The original yeah. killer doll flick. And you know, we've had a lot of great movies since then, like um, The Boy. Um, There's, you know, you have it's a little kiddish, but you have like not, Ma- pardon me, Nia the Living Dummy from the R.L. Stein mm. books. I mean, those are iconic. <laughs> a- Annabelle. Annabelle, absolutely. Annabelle. I mean, even-
0: even up to like Megan and things like that are kind of, you know, in the same vein and they are the same concept. So, um, yeah, and I know again, I, we've, we've discussed the child's play franchise. You know, there's an episode out there in the archives. If somebody wants to go back to it. Um, and I have, I love it as a whole. Uh, yeah. I really, I really, really do. Um, but you know, there's obviously varying degrees, but that the first one, man, it's, it's a great movie. It is fun. It is clever. Uh, and it is. It, it, it was unique and different and it was something. It was a great idea. And I mean, it, <laughs> to the fact that, I mean, look how big Chucky is now with the series and everything. I mean, Chucky's stayed relevant in one capacity or another. You know, I understand people talk about you know, Freddie and Jason and all these guys, but let's be real. While those guys are iconic, look, who's been more prevalent in pop culture overall? It's, it's, I sure. mean, Chucky, has Chucky ever really gone away for that long? I mean, wouldn't, you know, and and I'm not saying, you know what, I'm not arguing which is best, which is not. I'm just saying Chucky in the Child's Play franchise, they have found ways to keep it active, keep it relevant by switching it over to the series. They've made it fresh and and put new life into it. I, whether you hate it or you don't, you got to respect it. man they're they're doing a lot right.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say is that. Out of all of the, I guess you could say, horror icons, um, Ch- Chucky has maintained the most relevance, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's um, never truly
0: gone away for any extended period of time.
1: I mean, you know, even like you said, even today, we we have a TV show about Chucky. I mean, old old Mikey, he ain't doing shit right now. I mean, old Mikey just, you know, it's old Ghostface. Old Ghostface is just in the shitter right now because, you know, the studio can't get their shit together. I mean... Jason's trying to get his shit together. You know, we got the Crystal Lake TV show coming out. But, I mean, if you think about it in terms of, like you said, pop culture and social relevance, Chucky's insanely relevant. I mean, I go to – uh I, I always go uh hunting for horror shirts at, like, Ross, TJ Maxx, and I would say, like, a good, like, 70% of the shirts at these places are Child's Play shirts. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: it is it is so merchandised. It's, oh, yeah. You know, you, you go to conventions and, and so many people are cosplaying or, or have tattoos or whatnot. And it is, it is literally they, it's like they, they know, you know, when, when they get to movies that weren't doing as well and, and getting shit on, they're like, okay, well, let's switch gears, right? Let's do a series. And, and it's, I mean, they, they, they know what they're doing. They're not these people who are, I don't know. I mean, some of these franchises get a little pretentious and, and this and that and, and, you know what the child's play is just out here saying, you know what? Fuck it. It's a killer doll. Let's have a good time. Have some fun. I mean, the new series gets better as fuck at times. It brings back, uh, you know, lots of shit from all the movies and franchises and puts them in clever ways. Lots of actors and brings them. I mean, it's, they're not afraid to just say, let's just, it's just horror, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's a doll that is possessed. You know, by a person killing people. Okay. Realism's not in the room right now. So let's just yeah. have a good time. And, um, you know, and, and, and I don't know. I mean, I, I love Chucky. I love Chucky and the child's play franchise as a whole. I think it's a great character. Um, and, and everything else. Um, and, and like I said, do I rank it up as one of my favorite iconic characters? Nah, it's up there, but it's, it's not in that probably not even top five, but right. it's, it's probably top 10. But, I have others that I like lots more, but, but bias aside, I, man, I can't deny that Child's Play. I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> they—they they are one of the. I'm not saying they're impactful, but they are the—they are one of the horror franchises that knows how to keep themselves relevant, probably more than anybody else
1: that I was going to say they honestly exist as an anomaly because no no other entity has that r- level of relevance at least in the United States in terms of pop culture so
0: yeah i mean it's they it's know crazy. how to keep themselves in the in the public eye and and they've done it consistently you know there's never been more you know a big lull where we haven't had something going on and even when there's not you know i mean here we are waiting for the you know the rest of the series and there's gaps and whatever it doesn't matter you can still find you still find child's play merchandise everywhere Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's, it's not like they're gone and they're still, you know, they have an active, I mean, there's an active social media presence. I mean, they, they tweet as Chucky and it's, <laughs> and it is absolutely spectacular. I mean, it's, that's how you should do it, right? That's the best way to, I mean, because even when you don't have something out there, you have your character out there still and interacting with the the, the fan base and it's keeps it relevant and keeps it fresh. And So like I said, you know, I know we've, we're just in the birthdays, man. We spun out big on this, (laughs) but you know, a lot of people, I mean, Don Mancini is a name that, you know, diehards know, but a lot of people are like, you know, they, you know, everybody knows Wes Craven. Everybody knows John Carpenter, not, not knocking those guys, but damn, let's be relevant. I mean, does Don Mancini not deserve some mad props for what he's created and done? And he's had his finger in his pie the entire time. So, um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not arguing content. I'm not arguing, you know, output. I'm, I'm arguing just the impact and relevance and say what you want. Child's Play does it best.
1: Absolutely. Got to agree. All right. There we have it. Um, we, we talked way too long about Child's Play, but that's, that's <laughs> quite all right. That's quite all right. Um, all right. Moving on. We have another very important birthday, January 25th, 1943. We have Tobe Hooper, the co-writer and director of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie also exists as a very important and very relevant um, film within the film genre. I mean, it is one of the um, first of the I think it's called like a grindhouse uh, mm-hmm. horror film, you know, kind of pioneered the genre. For people who maybe don't know, grindhouse films are typically uh, low-budget horror, splatter, and exploitation films. Um, so the original, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie was uh, I, it was it was so different. It, it flipped the genre on its head and uh, acted not only as a great horror movie, but it uh, acted as a sort of uh, you know sort of an interpretation of consumerism and everything else. So um, yeah. such a such a great movie. I mean, it's and it spawns so much great content. You know, everything from comic books to sequels to video games and uh yep. yeah we still see it today you know just last year we got the texas chainsaw video game which is pretty great i like it a lot
0: <laughs> yeah i mean uh, the original movie is just it's iconic it is right up there oh. one of my favorites i i love it i mean Leatherface is a great character um and that's not even you know not even just spawning into some of the other great side characters that have you know in the sequels and different things and And whatnot, you know, when the family branches out and whatever else, but Toby Hooper is just, I mean, just great. I mean, it, you know, and he's, I mean, he's done so many other things too, but obviously, you know, at least in my mind, you know, so, so closely associated with Texas Chainsaw because I mean, I love it. I cannot sing the praises of that original film enough. It is just, it's so, so damn good. I mean, it's, it's, it's better than so much stuff that's put out now with bigger budgets and, and, you know, better producing and what, whatever you want to call. I mean, y- y- I, I still enjoy it head and shoulders above a lot of it. And, um, yeah. it's just, I mean, again, one of those guys, I mean, he gets his, you know, he gets his flowers. I mean, he gets his praise and he, but he, he deserves every bit of it and deserves more. And I mean, obviously he's, he's, no longer with us, but, uh, he's, um, you know, again, changed the face of horror.
1: Yep. That's absolutely correct. And then, uh, our last birthday this week is, uh, is a very special entry. January 27th, 1953, we have Joe Bob Briggs, who is a horror host as well as a, uh, pretty audacious, uh, cameo master. Um, he yeah. was in both of the, uh, scare package movies, uh, mm-hmm. which we both really liked. And, uh, he was yeah. in the barn and a number of other movies that, Yeah, uh, several things. <laughs> and he, Great guy, I mean, show, just, doesn't
0: he yeah, The Last Drive In, it's on AMC. Or on, excuse me, it's on uh well AMC, but shutters AMC slash AMC plus. Uh, you know. Uh man, I I love Joe Bob because it's you know, the I mean, the whole mutant family thing, it's just it, it, it what is great about it is he he's a he's a callback, a throwback to horror hosts, right? He, he have this this thing of these horror hosts, you know, showing movies and whatnot, and he he does this, right? But he does it in a modern way. Where it's, you know, he's not doing it weekly, but you know, he does it whatever every month or whatever it might be. And, uh, but what's best about him is man, he truly loves the genre, truly knows the genre. Um, I mean, obscure shit. I mean, he, he's so knowledgeable. And, um, I mean, it's just, you know, we, we need guys like him out there, you know, pumping this up and promoting. And then when, when his show, you know, streams and it, and debuts on Shudder, there's so much social media activity around his show and so many people online talking about horror that it's, man, it's great. That's what, you know, whether you watch it or you don't, or you like him or you don't, or you care, or you don't. I mean, we need people out there supporting horror and, and, and doing this kind of stuff. And, you know, and he's, he's out there doing it. And then, I mean, I love Joe Bob.
1: I do too. I do too. I need to watch more of his stuff. Cause I've seen, uh, the last drive-in like once or twice. Um, but it's really good. good I mean, it's, it's just good stuff. It's just fun. Good shit. (laughs) Yep. All right. Moving on to our upcoming movie anniversaries, starting us off strong, a movie I have not seen all the way through. Mm -hmm. January 30th, 1991 silence of the lambs. Um, you know, silence of the lambs exists as a, uh, an icon in you know, horror movie history. And, uh, is the only horror movie, as we found, that have won a uh, have won an Oscar in the uh, last like 50 years. Um, perhaps the only horror esque movie. Um, so you know, I, I have seen parts of this. I know you know quotes and whatnot from this, but I have not, unfortunately, seen this movie all the way through. So um, much, much to my shame.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've talked about this movie countless times, so I'm not gonna count it. You know, talk about it anymore necessarily. It is a great, 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 great movie. All I have to say is. I, I, when you, when you gonna watch it? When you gonna knock this one off that list?
1: I, you know, I need to just do it sometimes. You need to like get in there, watch it, and just, you know, I will, I'm not gonna promise, but I will try before our our next uh, episode. (laughs) All
0: right. This should be pretty high on on that list of of watching. I mean, this is, it's, it's a classic movie. It's such, so entrenched in pop culture with the references and the, and the lines. And I mean, people use those lines that have never seen the movie, but, you need context. You need to just, you got to watch this movie.
1: Absolutely. I'll have to. I'm, I'm, I'll have to it's try. like,
0: I'm like so tempted to say, let's just pause what we're doing. Go watch the damn movie. But if we do that, <laughs> it delays my dinner and I'm not going to do that. So
1: that's yeah, what I was going to say. It's going to delete my eating time. So mm-hmm.
0: uh, <laughs> you don't want to see me when I'm hangry.
1: That's true. All right. Moving on to our other anniversary movie this week. January 31st, 2003. Final Destination 2. Um Final Destination 2 is a very worthy sequel in the Final Destination franchise. Um some of those movies get a little, you know, buck wild after a little while, but uh at least Final Destination 2 in my my opinion acts as a worthy sequel um that does t- tie off a couple loose ends from the first movie. Um so yeah, I I love it. Final Destination is a great franchise and I hear they're making more.
0: Yeah, I I like the final destination movies. I believe I have seen all the final destination movies, but it has been so long since I have watched these. I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you what final destination two is all about. I'm going to be real. Um, <laughs> I, I can't tell you, I can't tell you one from the other anymore because it's been so long since I've seen any of them. And you know, when you, you go with that gap, all that stuff kind of, you know, starts to blend a little. Um, you know, when you have that, you know, a, a, a format that overall it, but I, but I do know that, you know, I, I enjoy the, the final destination movies. Uh, so many of them, it's like when you're out and about and you see certain things, you, it, uh, you're always like, Oh, you're like, you know, driving down the road behind a log truck. I'm not sure which one that's out of, but, uh, it always makes you say, Oh, nope. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to follow this truck. I've seen final destination, you know, and so, but whatever pretty, the case may be.
1: I was going to say, anyway. I'm pretty sure that's the second movie. I, I, I'm, Oh, well, there you
0: go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real, a relevant. <laughs> I, it's again, i just, I, I haven't, I haven't rewatched those movies in so long. I, I forget which is which. And, uh, I really should dive back into them. Uh, I believe I own them all streaming or at least the majority of them. And I just don't, uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't. And here I come on every week saying, Oh, I didn't get a chance to watch anything. I didn't get a chance to watch anything. And there we go. I can dive back in and do a final, a final destination rewatch.
1: <laughs> there you go. Love that. All right. And like I said, I'm pretty sure they're coming out with another one. I, I I'm almost positive. I read that they're making another one, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see yeah. if that actually happens.
0: <laughs> I think it's been it's been a while, hasn't it? It's uh since they've done one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the last one um, probably was like early 2000 or late 2000s, like 2008 or 9, maybe. I'm gonna look, but uh, yeah, cause I. I
0: so how, but, how many have they actually made now?
1: So, let's see i don't have, I don't even recall that, yeah, we have final destination, final destination two, three, the final destination, final destination five, and then, okay, so final destination five is the last one that they made, and it was from two thousand and eleven um this is uh, this is the one where the bridge collapses, oh yeah, okay, I remember that, and I believe this one. Is it this one that I think this is the one that actually acts as a uh, prequel to the entire series cuz I think the um the end credits I don't know. I might be wrong about that. But one of the movies acts as a prequel to the first movie before they get on the plane.
0: Yeah.
1: So I don't know if it's right. this so, one or a later one.
0: <laughs> so so they have not made a final destination since 2011.
1: Yeah, right? so it's been yeah, so that's 13 Ooh. years. But according yeah, to IMDb, Final Destination 6 is in pre-production.
0: Yeah, okay. That's a yeah, that's <laughs> a that's a that's a gap for a franchise. But but again, with a franchise like that, it's like can you you know can you truly make one of those every 2 or 3 years continually without giving a break somewhere, you know, I mean I don't know. You know, it's with it's, you know, I I think you have to the old adage of, you know, how can you miss me if I don't go away? You have to, I think you ha- that's a franchise. You have to give it a little time because again, you're playing on that, you know, death as an entity, death as a character almost, you know, causing these things, causing these accidents. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they, they need to maybe introduce some new entity to it as well. You know, something to work with death, you know, like a fate or uh, something like that, you know, that's, that partners with death you know i'm not partner you know what i mean i don't know yeah i I, i'm just throwing shit against the wall seeing if anything sticks but it looks like it's just (laughs) all running so
1: i i I see what you're saying though basically rather than death being like this intangible entity it would be interesting to maybe have like an avatar of death act upon its will maybe or something maybe maybe it's like yeah
0: they've always portrayed you know not portray but you know death always feels like it's a almost like a character in it right because it's right. it does certain things and it's unavoidable but, but that's you know that's kind of like a fate aspect of it right because you know that's if something's bound to happen that's fate so what happens if i don't know what happens i don't know playing i mean maybe they've done i don't know again it's been a while but, you know what happens if something is avoided and how, what's the butterfly effect from that and how does it truly cause things to spin out of control and really cause a lot of crap i don't know I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I was just trying to think of something fresh they could put in there, but you know what? Let's just, uh, let's just kill people in unique ways and, and call it a day.
1: There you go. All right. So I think that finishes our birthdays and upcoming movie anniversaries. So we have some upcoming, uh, releases, of course, that we need to discuss. Um, I'm actually really excited about this one. I've heard a lot of great stuff about this movie mm-hmm. and we didn't get to watch it last year. So I'm definitely curious to go and watch it. Um, but on, February the 11th on Paramount Plus, we are getting Last Voyage of the Demeter coming to stream. So, um, definitely this is one that we did miss last year. Um, I know, I don't think either of us got a chance to go see it in theaters. Um, no. uh, th- this is supposed to be sort of a more like book accurate version of like Dracula, if I remember correctly, like of a vampire yeah, it's, tale.
0: yeah, it's based on a, a specific chapter out of the original Dracula book. Um, as part of the voyage of if you watch like the original dracula it, it doesn't it picks up after dracula's voyage from england to the states yeah this is about on the ship when he's brought across and uh it, it, so there is a chapter in the original Stoker novel where uh that that it, this this is pulled from which is the time on the ship coming across so uh, always looked really good. I really wanted to go see it in the theater. And, uh, just, we never did. There was so much other stuff going on and some other movies to see and just never got to see it. So, yeah, I'm excited that it's coming to streaming.
1: Absolutely. And then we also have X coming to Netflix on February 1st. Um, this is strange to me because if I remember correctly, wasn't X and Pearl on HBO for the longest time?
0: Yeah, I believe so. So I don't know what's up with that. I don't know. If the the rights just you know, just the rights thing. The rights are up, so it's so I don't know. Uh, but I know it is coming to Netflix. I don't know if it's I don't know. I haven't paid attention to know if it's and I didn't really research, maybe I should have. Um <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's been off streaming for a little bit, if there was a gap, or if it's just strictly going from one to the other or whatever else. But uh I you know, I, I felt it was important enough to notify people that might with Maxine coming out uh supposed to be later this year. Which is Maxine's the direct sequel to X, um, and, and Pearl being the prequel to X, um, they know that people might want to rewatch X. So it'll, no matter how you shape it, it'll now be on Netflix if you, if you want to rewatch it or watch it for the first time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But all right. I think that pretty much does it for our uh, news, upcoming releases and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a light week when it came to birthdays and, you know, anniversaries, but, uh, you know, hopefully our uh, vast discussion of the importance of not only child's play, but of the Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre uh, kept you guys enthralled. Um, sometimes we get on, off on tangents and today that's quite all right. So
0: <laughs> it's best, it's best not to get in the way and just let it roll because, uh, when those thoughts come, because I, here's my view. I, I feel like there's a lot of listeners that probably have those same thoughts. Yeah. And, uh, so you know what? I'm going to verbalize them and we should verbalize them and discuss them. Because it's important. You know, Don Mancini, damn it, is important enough to talk about. And yeah. uh, if he's got a birthday coming up. If we take a few extra minutes to talk about it, that's that's okay.
1: That is all right. That's right. But all right. You guys heard it here. You've heard all the news. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. Keeping up with everything that we're doing. You know, po- we like to post basically anytime that, you know, one of these events or items comes about. So, you know, make sure you're keeping, keeping up with us. You know what I mean? You know, it's like keeping up with the Kardashians, except for, uh, we're not millionaires. Uh, we're not made, we, we don't have a lot of plastic surgery and, uh, uh, we're a lot less popular. So that's, <laughs> and our,
0: uh, and our, and our dads didn't help get OJ off.
1: That is correct. That is correct. Hey, man. No, I'm just kidding. I was about, I was about to make an OJ joke, but I, that, that might be uh, a little too yeah, that's, tongue in cheek. That's so anywho, uh, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Before I uh, drown myself in thin ice, uh, you guys follow us on social media. And when we come back, we will have our official review of Founders Day.
0: Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code Listen to Screams at checkout. That is, listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and here we are back on Listen to Their Screams. It is review time, and this week we are reviewing Founder's Day. Nope, contrary to what you think, this was not part two of our child's play discussion uh, from earlier episode. No, we're actually uh, reviewing Founder's Day, which is now in theaters and was released on January 19th. It is written by Eric and Carson Bloomquist, directed by Eric Bloomquist, starring Naomi Grace, Devin Druid, and William Russ. The movie is described as a small town is shaken by a series of ominous killings in the days leading up to a heated mayoral election. So Ike, why don't you kick us off? I usually ramble right out of this and I've rambled enough about child's play and Texas chainsaw and Ch- chainsaw, excuse me, and uh, Joe Bob Briggs and how you need to watch Silence of the Lambs and blah, blah, blah. So why don't you kick us off uh, and tell us what you thought of Founders Day? Absolutely.
1: So we're going to start off here. Um, you know, founder's day, uh, well, first and foremost, before I say that, uh, just a small backstory. When I went and watched the movie, um, I went and watched the movie on a Friday night, which I typically never do. It just happened to work out better that way because I, I typically prefer to watch them on Tuesdays because A, the theater is less busy and B, uh, the tickets are cheaper. Uh, ticket, movie tickets are expensive, man. So, but, uh, it just worked out better that we went and saw it on Friday instead, and there was nobody in this movie um only one of the theaters in my town had it and i I the theater that did have it only had two show times it was like two p m and like seven fifty five p m so you know take that with a grain of salt and keep it in mind as I proceed now with the actual review of the movie so Founder's Day to me, um, I I don't want to say I didn't like it, but I want to say what I did like, and then I'll say why I didn't like it. First and foremost, the movie had some interesting kills. The movie had a somewhat interesting storyline, albeit convoluted, incredibly convoluted. I won't completely spoil it for you folks out there, uh, but let's just say that uh, this takes like the twist from Thanksgiving um, and, like, adds about 14 more layers than it really needed. Um, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But it had a very interesting story. A lot of the kills are very creative. And, uh, you know, it, it had some decent-looking-ish effects. Um, you know, there were some hokey B-movie effects. You know, there was a scene where a guy gets stabbed in the stomach and his blood spraying out like uh, like a geyser, uh, which definitely is not true or accurate for that, but I digress. Um, so for the positive part, you know, the movie had some substance to it. It had some very interesting, uh, acting choices. Um, there are a few people I, I recognize, but for the most part, I mean, this movie had a lot of, I would say, lesser known, uh, people from, you know, Hollywood, I presume. Um, but, uh, outside of some of the positives that I've mentioned so far, um, I do want to give special spotlight to Naomi Grace, who plays our main character, Allison Chambers, who, in my opinion, was probably the star of this movie. Um, she reacted. I feel like how anybody would react to the situation for the most part. And she really sold the final dilemma of this film, um, whether or not to keep the secret of what happened or to tell everybody what really happened. And she really sold it well. And, uh, and in my opinion, she very much, uh, I mean, she acted as if she was torn and it was a very tumultuous decision. So I want to really want to give her a special spotlight and say Naomi Grace did so, so good, so fantastic. Um, she was a, a very bright lights and a somewhat dim movie. So now to the bad stuff. This movie was way too convoluted for its own good. <laughs> this, th- this movie attempts to tell you who the killer is. But rather than tell you who the killer is, it basically goes on a rap sheet of about 14 billion people who were involved in this whole plot. Um, the movie, it's obviously political. It obviously exists as sort of a. Um, I, honestly, I'll be real with you guys. I ain't gonna cap. This is supposed to be basically the 2016 election, <laughs> but on a smaller <laughs> scale. Um, literally it's a woman and a guy who looks very much like Donald Trump in the movie. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to cap, not going to tell, I'm not going to talk about politics, but I just have to point out that the, 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 the similarities were there. And I think that they were there intentionally. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it probably could have done without that because I felt like it was distracting. I felt like it was stupid. Um, but anyways, um, so that was there. It was definitely heavily political, very driven by modern politics in, in the real world. Um, and it, and it exists solely, I think, to spoof or, I don't know, make fun of that whole process. I, I don't know, really. Um, but like I said, it was very convoluted. I didn't really care for, like I said, the whole like political part of it. Like, I'm fine with political horror movies. I've talked about this a lot um but there there is such a thing as being too on the nose and this movie was way too on the nose um last thing before i turn it over because i know i'm kind of rambling here um the last thing that i want to say i didn't like about this movie is it definitely um it felt like a b movie parading around in in a trench coat acting like a like a big budget movie um so I definitely feel like this movie did not have quite as big of a budget as some of the other major horror movies uh either this year or last year um but I felt like they really tried to make it seem like it was a high budget movie but it's like when you go to McDonald's you can tell that you know this burger is good it's tasty but it's probably not as good as the burger I can make at home you know what I mean so that 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 is my so far you know synopsis and feeling on the movie. Um, I'll turn it over to Dave now to see what his thoughts were.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I, I I here's the thing. We we've talked in the past about movies that try to be too smart and clever for their own good and just can't yeah. pull it off. I, I feel like this was definitely one of those. Um, sometimes. You know, direct, sometimes even predictable. It's not necessarily a bad thing per se. Right. Um. You know, predictable gets a bad rap, but you know, when you try to be too clever for your own good and and this and that, it it a lot of times gets gets in the way of the storytelling uh, that you have. And and yes, you are correct. Politic, you know, politics is politics is and political topics have always been in horror movies, always. But ninety nine percent of the time, it's it's veiled. And it's portrayed differently. It's not just straight up politics, right? You take those topics, you take those concerns, you take whatever they are and you put it in a different context, right? With, you know, the, the, the of the dead movies and the commercialism aspect and all the different things that have, you know, movies that have done this, but it's not, you don't just put it out there. Um, I, you know, I understand the concept of trying to take your know, politics is a hot button topic. It's a very divisive topic. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I can see trying to utilize it. At least it was smart to try to put it down to call it a mayoral election and not. But that doesn't hide the fact of what you're trying to do. And I almost think it's. It's almost too divisive a topic to really just blatantly dive into and try to do. And, um you know, I mean. And I don't know, there's there's been some scary stuff involved in politics. It's like. Do we really need to just satirize it a little bit? Do we really need to poke at it a little bit? Because there's some straight up legitimate scary stuff that's happened. So maybe we should just not, you know, let it right. be. And if, if we want to speak on it, then let's put it in a different setting and, and, and speak the same message. Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I it didn't really hold me. It didn't really catch me. I like you. I thought it was way too. Too busy, too convoluted, too involved. I don't think it got, got home quick enough for what it should and, and everything. It just, I, I wasn't a big fan. And then, and I was very hopeful, right? Because I, I thought, man, eh, maybe you can, you know, be clever enough, but it was, it's like they intentionally tried to be clever as, as opposed to, you know, clever, just naturally being a part of the, of what you're trying to tell. Um, Brian. it's like, it's, it's so odd because it's like in 2023, we had so many movies early in the year that just kind of seemed like they floored us. And we were like so excited that, Oh my God, this is just, you know, we're out of the gates and we haven't even got to summer. We haven't even got to fall and we're here's this, you know, here's Megan, here's this and that and whatnot. And we haven't even got to the big releases yet. And this year. So it's like, we come into it with all this optimism of, Oh, here we go again. And it's like, so far I feel overall it's, eh, it's been kind of lukewarm. And, um, uh we're still waiting for that first movie of 2024 that really kind of floors us and um i don't know i don't know what that will be i mean there's obviously some movies we're really looking forward to but you know what's going to be what's going to kind of be that first quarter standout for us because there were several movies early in the year last year that that did that and it's like this year i don't i don't know it's like we're not coming out of the gates quite as strong for some reason and I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is, why, why that is. Um, you know, I didn't go into Megan last year expecting to enjoy it quite as much and whatever. And it, and it, it did. So it's like even movies like this and whatnot, where I'm not necessarily expecting to be blown away. They're just not doing it though. There's, it's like they're not overachieving on me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess so far we're, we're just not quite a month into the year. And I don't know. I'm a little disappointed with the horror output so far and um maybe maybe february will be better Um yeah
1: and and actually one of the i wanted to add to about this is uh so i i remember i just happen to remember this just now i i saw the trailer for this last year and it was around the time that we saw the thanksgiving movie and i was like man i was like this feels like thanksgiving and i would still stand by that i would stand by that to some distinction this movie feels eerily similar to some of the themes within, like Thanksgiving, um, but it also just kind of feels like uh, some weird, like political who done it um, mixed with, like, I don't know, purge anarchy or something like that. Um, it just, you know, and, and and kind of to add a little bit, like Dave said, you know, you can have politics in movies. You know, we literally even talked about it earlier. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a very subtle you know mm-hmm. criticism of consumerism and things like Don the Dead and um Get Out Get Out is a very powerful um uh, powerful you know subject matter I'm not going to talk about cuz I'm sure somebody's going to be mad if I talk about it but Get Out also talks about a very important political matter um with systemic racism and things like that so it it's it's very it's very easy to do politics well in horror movies and then you, 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 I don't know, it, it almost made too light of what I would say are serious things in life, and I don't know, it, it just, it kind of, and maybe this was the, the point, it just kind of made it feel like politics are all just a big joke to people, and and t- don't get me wrong, it, it is a huge fucking joke, but uh, <laughs> not 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 for the same reason. Um, so yeah, so I, I, don't know, I, I just, it didn't strike me the right way. Maybe I'm not the intended audience for this movie. That's another thing too, is maybe I am not the intended audience for this movie. Um, and that is something that as, as a critical thinker, you have to think about is, you know, a, am I the intended audience for this film? Was I the person that this film was made for? And I would probably say this, that wasn't the case for this movie um it just it just didn't strike me the right way um it didn't tickle on my fancy if you if you if you catch my drift
0: <laughs> yeah but uh on the same same token then who who do you think was the target audience for this
1: um if i had to give a guess um if i had to take a guess it would probably be people who 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 sided with a a certain orange individual um during a certain election, if I, if I had to take a, a quandary, um, because the movie, in my opinion, very, very heavily favors, uh, that side of the, of the conversation, um, at least on film and very much so I could be misinterpreting it. Um, and I didn't let that cloud my judgment. I, I, I went to the movie thinking it's just a movie, it, but it definitely felt like it was definitely, um, leaning that way. And at, at first, and it definitely paints a very interesting picture if you look at it from an exterior perspective so like i said i, I don't want to go too deep in that because i yeah, i yeah. I, you no, know, no. I don't want to bury myself because i could be wrong I, I could be completely misinterpreting the intention of this movie i i could be completely off the fucking wall off my rocker uh but i just don't think it was for me um and that's not to say it was even a bad movie it was just it didn't strike me the right way Uh, the story, the message. Um, But like I said, I, I, I give huge props to Naomi Gray. She was fantastic in the movie. She did a great, very, very much a smart uh, quote unquote final girl, very much a smart final girl, much different than some, a lot of the stereotypical, you know, final girls, if you will.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the dumb final girls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I didn't want to say it, but yeah, the dumb final girls, which is 99% of horror.
0: (laughs) With you know some of the '80s horror who just look into being a final girl because they're a virgin or something, you know. Right,
1: yeah, for real. <laughs> That's honestly the case, for real.
0: <laughs> but I have to say, I you know I watch a movie like this, and my heart yearns for those days when the, the simplistic horror
1: <laughs> rules.
0: <laughs> <Apples>. I know. <laughs>
1: That's weird. But, uh, That's weird. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well. All right, Ike. So then, uh, what are you? What are you giving Founders Day? And uh, out of five screams.
1: You know, I I didn't hate it, I didn't love it. Um I don't know if I'll go back and watch this movie. Um after a lot of reflection, I'd probably give it about a 2.5 out of 5.
0: Okay. Well, then I yeah, I I was kind of leaning towards about a, a a 2 out of 5, uh, which is about you know par for the course. You're typically just a touch higher than me uh, on movies like this. Uh, you're you're a little more generous than I am on it. Um <laughs> But you know, not not much. I mean, again, the movie was what it was. I just I didn't really super enjoy it, so I can't really give it a three. Um, just didn't I don't know. Didn't wasn't enough there to catch me. Uh, political whatever messages aside and whatnot, it just still just I don't know wasn't enough there. Uh, or or maybe there was too much there that took away from. I don't. It's it's hard to describe. Uh, but uh, so we're gonna give it that. Uh, that's a cumulative or excuse me, or I guess an average. I guess cumulative. I always say cumulative. But I don't guess that's proper the right term, is it? it or it's not really cumulative.
1: I guess yeah, it's it, an it average. Like average. <laughs>
0: um, we've, we've done this for over a year and I'm just now catching that I've, I, I don't know why. Maybe I just like the sound of the word cumulative. Um, it sounds <laughs> it's so sophisticated as to say a, the
1: a 10 point word
0: <laughs> makes me sound like one of those smart final girls, not the dumb virgin ones, you know, <laughs> they're, they're the dumb ones that say average. I'm a smart final girl who says cumulative. Um, no, I, okay, I, I will use the proper mathematic term because I'm sure there's lots of mathematicians that listen to our fat asses talk about horror movies. <laughs>
1: true, that's true.
0: <laughs> it is, <laughs> along with, what else, what was it we said oh, really, you know, I can't remember who we said last episode. If somebody was listening, I was like, yeah, right, like that person never be listening to us. So it's an average of 2.25, two and a quarter. There we go. So, take that for what you will. Uh, again, 2024 is off to a slow start for us. Uh, something needs to kick it in the ass and, and, and give us something that we can really gush over. Cause man, we're generous guys. And, uh, if, if there's not something there that's, that we can't find more to praise for, that something's, something's wrong. Yeah. Because I, it, if we're giving movies twos and twos and a half, you know, there's a lot more critical thinkers out there who are giving it much worse than that. Um,
1: I, I, I was going to say, you know, I might be generous, but I, I think that you were also generous comparatively. Yeah. Because um, I think like when I looked like on Letterboxd and stuff like that, Founder's Day was not getting the greatest reviews. So, yeah. I, I mean, that's Letterboxd. So take it with a grain of salt. But, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, like I said, we we don't. Yes, we take into account the acting, the lighting, the camera angles, the shots, blah, blah, blah. We take, oh, yeah. Of course you have to, right? But our, our thing is overall the enjoyment and the fun, right? When we rate something, we're not saying, is this a word worthy? We're saying, did we have a good time? Yeah. Did it, you know, did we enjoy it? Uh, and, and one heavy component that I always put into it is the rewatchability for me, right? Is this a movie that if I'm saying, okay, what do I want to watch? Granted, not late, lately, since I don't seem to be watching much, but. If I was going to re- you know, watch something and scrolling through, would I be like, oh yeah, I'll founder's day. Hell yeah. I'll rewatch that. Eh, so, you know, I, I that plays into it for me too. Um, You know, we're not, we're not filmmakers, so we don't, you know, we're not, you know, we're film junkies, film addicts. Maybe if you want to, you know, there might be a, a program for us, but um so it, it's more based on enjoyability for us and, and the fun, you know, aspect of it and, and rewatchability as such. So, you can call us generous. I just say we're fans. And, uh, so it is what it is. I, I, my life couldn't hinge on whether I like or hate a movie. So like some people seem to yeah. think it is not that I'm knocking anybody's passion, True. but you know what? I'm going to get up tomorrow morning, you know, shit shower and have coffee and go to work. Just like any other day, regardless if I like the movie I watched tonight or not. So
1: true that true that I will say, you know, we're talking about the outlook for this year. I think that there are some good movies coming, like The First Omen, um, Imaginary. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie that I'm – it's a movie that's kind of under the radar maybe. I don't know. I just happened to hear about it the other day. It's called Late Night with the Devil. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That that looks pretty good. Um, I mean yeah, – It's like
0: a got a talk show kind of aspect of it, right, where the uh, – like a talk show breaks on someone who's seemingly possessed. It looks – yeah, it looks pretty – Uh, pretty clever. And uh, that one
1: looks good. Return to Silent Hill on pump four. I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah, I mean all these movies, yeah, all these movies you, you have spoke of are on our calendars to review too. So, uh, uh, you know, we've got some holes, but yeah, those are all on there. Uh, I'm super stoked about imaginary. I don't know what it is about that movie. that keeps jumping at me. I'm not sure why (laughs) it's why, I mean, there's always, I mean, I mean, there's a movie called baghead coming out. That's I've heard good things about that. We're going to watch Lisa Frankenstein sounds really clever and, you know, a good concept. You know, like you said, the first omen, late night with the devil. Uh, there's a movie called Abigail, which is, yeah. uh, uh, what's her name? Melissa Barrera's next movie, uh, horror movie she's involved with that looks really, really good. And like you said, return to Silent Hill, uh, the new strangers movie. And I mean, there's, there's lots of movies I'm looking forward to. Um, uh, but I just feel like, like I said, the early years been a little, a little soft for us. I'm pooping so, out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so maybe that just means, you, uh, maybe we're got a bell curve going here, right? Maybe we're going to hit our stride soon. Um, I'm hoping, but you know, next week we, or next episode, we are going to be reviewing the movie here for blood, uh, which is out in theaters and on Screenbox on February 9th. So this will be actually before it's released to the general public. We do have a screener link for this courtesy of Screenbox. Thank you very much, guys Thanks and gals. And, 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 and so what this is the one, uh, that we discussed, uh, I don't know what an episode or two ago in one of our upcoming. Discussions where uh, this is the uh, former or the current professional, I'm not sure what it is, uh, who fills in for his girlfriend to yeah. babysit while she's overwhelmed with finals and such. Sounds very, very fun. Sounds, uh, you know, like a good time. I'm all about, you know, putting a little professional wrestling in the horror movie. I'm a fan of that. Um, So I'm hopeful, right? I'm hopeful. We, we just said it's been kind of eh so far. Come on, Screenbox. It's time for those streaming services to say, Hey, if the theatrical releases aren't doing it, we're here for you. So I- I'm hoping that I, I, I just have a gut feeling that I'm really going to enjoy here for blood. Uh, that's your cliffhanger. So tune in next week and see if I really do because I won't just lie just to, to make sure I'm not, you know, I'm not a false prophet here. So
1: <laughs> you are the false prophet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am a prophet of the streaming horror genre. Uh No, I am. Uh, but I am looking forward to seeing Here for Blood again. uh We will try to keep it. We'll, we'll keep it light on the spoilers yeah. uh since we're, we're our episode will be out a week prior to the release. But we will give you our, uh, an honest review um on what we thought of it. So hopefully, hopefully we enjoy it and we can get you super pumped and psyched for that. Uh, contrary to what we think, we do hope you will watch it again. It has a limited theatrical release and it'll be on Screenbox on February 9th, but it will be on our next episode. We will be reviewing it uh, courtesy of Screenbox. So that is what's coming up. So I, before we close out and get out of here, I mean, this is a, I don't know. I feel like this has been a very weird episode. I feel like for some reason we've been chattery. Is that even a word? Chattery? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't know if it means what I'm thinking, but I think so. <laughs> I, I feel chatty. I think it's just chatty is what I'm looking for. I feel like we've been very chatty, uh, off the topics we had in mind. It's like, uh, we, we stray, which is okay. That's fine. That's, Hey, that's the way conversation works, but, uh, you know, we've touched on lots of stuff and, and talked about child's play and talked about Texas chainsaw and talked about, uh, how fucked up January horror has been so far and, and and this and that and blah, 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 and chatted a little bit about how you know, politics should fit into horror movies, and we, we've really ran a, a gauntlet here on this stuff. So before we close out, uh, anything else you want to throw in there? Because apparently, this episode the floor is just wide open. You can just throw whatever you want out there, I guess, and we'll, we'll talk about it.
1: Apparently, um, no, no, nothing for me to add. You know, just uh, you know, everybody out there, you know, make sure uh, you check out some That's, more horror movies. The more horror movies you check out, the better ones we get. That's it's got to it's got to be the case.
0: That was. It's a little disappointing. Like I, I felt like I set you up, put the ball on the on the tee, and you, you know, like a little three year old, you just you like you just hit the tee out from under the ball and didn't really make contact I, on that one.
1: I, I you know I wasn't prepared. I, I think I I got everything out of my system earlier. I I don't know, man. Well,
0: I, okay, then let me fill this one out there. We 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 talk about birthdays all the time on this, right? We are recording this on January twenty fourth, right? We always record the day immediately before release, so this is right. January twenty fourth. Today is the, uh whatever you want to call it, the in-world birthday of Dean Winchester of Supernatural. So happy birthday, Dean Winchester. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, wait, I guess in the timeline, Dean's dead. So this is more a, we're remembering Dean on his birthday.
1: That's true. RIP.
0: Yeah. I just felt like we got through an episode and I didn't mention Supernatural, so I had to shove it in there somehow. Because uh, I feel like I, I mention it every episode in some way.
1: You you have to. I mean, it's it's supernatural as life.
0: It is my life. (laughs) All right, then. Well, um, you know, happy birthday, Dino. Uh, I don't know what else to say, but uh, yeah, so uh, go see Founders Day, make a formulate your own opinion, give us some feedback, let us know what you thought. We hope you enjoyed it, even if we didn't necessarily, you know, whole hog love it. Maybe you will. That's fine. That's fair. We all have different tastes. It's a big, big world of horror, and we're all entitled to our own likes and dislikes. So uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it. And next week, we'll be discussing Here for Blood, which we hope you'll all count down to seeing that on Screen box February 9th. But until then, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.